Welcome to BIB Today, the daily podcast from the newsroom of Business in Vancouver. I'm Kirk LaPointe, publisher and editor-in-chief. The life sciences sector in British Columbia has taken on a much more significant role in the pandemic. The excellence in research and development of health-related products, services, and technologies in our province now stands as an important asset in our economic destiny. At the center of this activity is Life Sciences BC, the non-government association that supports the ever-broadening industry here. Its president and CEO, Wendy Herbert, joins me now. Good to see you. Nice to see you. Uh, well, how has the pandemic shifted even the investment activities? Um, well, there's been, um, as you as you just referenced, the life sciences sector uh, has always been an important asset for British Columbia, but clearly during the pandemic, not only did more attention get put on it, but also more investment. And what we've seen is um, investment from the federal government, from the provincial government, and an, an increase in the influx of capital from venture capital, which has been critically important as we've taken some of our world-class research and turned it into innovation that can be actually applied into the commercial setting and our healthcare setting. Have, have these last, say, six or eight months accelerated our sector by, say, I don't know, three, four, five years? Has it been that, that rapid? Uh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. We have not seen the flow of capital come into um, this province in the life sciences sector at this rate for many, many years. Um, a number of people that have been around for a long time talk about this is the return to 20 years ago when we had a thriving sector with three or four large anchor companies and um, continuing to develop talent. We saw a little bit of a dip in that um, and now we see it coming back. Uh, the British, working with the British Columbia government, we released a report um, in around the summer time frame that based off of 2018 data, there were almost 20,000 employees, um, $5.4 billion of revenue is being generated in this country, in this province, and almost 2,000 life sciences companies. And that is based, as I say, off of 2018 data. I would suspect we've been growing you know, 10, 15% since that over the last year. We also saw that life sciences sector, even prior to the pandemic, was one of the fastest growing sectors in the province. Hmm. So, so which technologies, which services, which, which parts of the sector have most accelerated? Well, I think, you know, in British Columbia, we have a lot to be proud of. We have world-class research that covers many gamuts of the life sciences sector. And so when I say that, I'm talking about therapeutics, medical devices, and digital health innovation. And in actual fact, British Columbia has over-indexed versus many of the provinces across, the can across Canada in leading that charge. Um, some examples being on the therapeutic side, yesterday two big developments were in the news. One was related to Pfizer's vaccine, um, which has 90% effectiveness at, in its early stage of trials. And that's actually, the backbone of that is Acuitas technology, which is one of Peter Cullis's innovations coming out of UBC. And so um, we are super excited about the fact that, you know, he, his, in, his technology, I think, is involved in something like 20 trials around the world. And so we can be really proud about that. The other development just yesterday as well was Eli Lilly talking about their therapeutic that got FDA approval for uh, mild to medium cases of COVID-19. And Abcelera, our local grown, another life sciences technology company, is the backbone of that. 
Those are, of course, uh, well, miracles in the making, right? And we, we look at them uh, with that kind of awe in, in all of it. Um, would these have taken place um, in, you know, had, had we not had this steady development of a sector here? No, no, absolutely not. And, you know, I think we all like to think of them as miracles in the making, as you say, but we all have to remember that those miracles in the making were because we've invested in research for years and, and um, so that we had this technology and innovation ready to be accelerated. It's not like Abcelera just started in January and figured this out. They've been around for 20 years. So we have to remember that this, this sector all starts with world-class science, which we have in our academic and research institutions. Um, we also have it in, in our healthcare delivery. The BC Centre of Disease Control has provided extraordinary leadership uh, through COVID-19 and will continue to do that. So yes, they're miracles in the making, but they were because of a lot of hard work and consistent um, investment in research. Where we got the benefit, I would say, of COVID-19 to a certain degree is that in order to take this research and turn it into commercial activity that can be actually used in the marketplace, we need capital, talent, data, access to markets and infrastructure. And there was clearly an interest in accelerating that to get, to get this innovation into the marketplace. And of course, the talent is required uh, from all over and it helps to have a tier one uh, university here. It helps to have a beautiful place in which to live. Um, are we now, do you think, going to see that to accelerate where people will look to British Columbia as the place to go or one of the places to go to do this work? Well, we certainly hope so. We have a lot of assets um, that are very attractive to talent, and you can certainly look around many of our institutions and see people that have chosen to be in Vancouver, whether they're from Canada, left for a while and came back like myself, or whether they've immigrated to, to Canada. But we have a lot more to do. The time is now. I don't think we want, we, we shouldn't be thinking that, oh, now we've arrived. There's a lot more to do, and we have some big challenges still ahead of us. I mean, what, what we're talking about here are things that are fantastic in the clinical trial stage. We still need to invest in the infrastructure to be able to continue to draw this innovation, you know, through the chain. And we, uh, we have a critical shortage of lab space here. And as was discussed on the good news side of the vaccine was the challenges ahead on how our medical supply chain can handle both the production of the vaccine as well as the execution of vaccinating an entire population. I'm not trying to look past the, the battle against the pandemic, Wendy, but, uh, but apart from that, what are our other strategic advantages bound to be? Uh, so we've, we, uh, and I'm glad you asked that because I think sometimes we forget there, there is other important innovation happening in life sciences other than COVID-19. BC is a world-class center on, on, uh, cancer and oncology research. Our, uh, you know, our, our BC Cancer Center is, is world-class. We also are very known, which Abcelera is, you know, part of this for 
antibody research. We've got a lot of uh, a, a growing cluster in that area that is really important to the life sciences sector and for BC's economic competitiveness. We also lead the way in precision medicine and our genomics work. So there's a lot, there's a lot still to be done. And I think um, there are many people that are experiencing life without COVID, but with other medical issues that they would like to see continued innovation for that. So no, this isn't only a COVID story. Yeah, uh, you alluded earlier to the fact that we still have some challenges though, that this is not uh, something that we're in which we've arrived and can put feet up on the desk kind of thing. Uh, what do you think are some of the remaining impediments in order to have that more ideal, more optimal circumstance? Well, I think, um, you know, the life sciences sector is so well positioned right now to really take a leadership role in helping address some of the broader economic issues of the province. It's a sector that's growing. The jobs are typically well paying. Um, there's taxes that are being paid. So when you think about the provincial balance sheet, the life sciences sector can help with growing the revenue and helping with keeping people employed which is critically important as we come out of this pandemic. We also leveraging our world-class research have the ability to really continue to contribute to BC's economic recovery and probably even more importantly, future competitiveness as we look to how we ensure that this province is a great place to live, not only for us, but for the next generation. Then on top of it, the innovation that is coming out of the life sciences sector is really important for us as we look to develop a sustainable and reliable supply chain within our healthcare system. We have innovation that can really help with the delivery and the cost effectiveness of the health delivery. And we have innovation that can help with whatever conditions people are currently living with. So it's, it's really important that we play a role in both helping with the healthcare delivery, the economic competitiveness and the economic sustainability of our healthcare system. So one of the issues of competitiveness, of course, is, is to take a look at our neighbors to the south. And I, uh, I wouldn't be you know, revealing anything grand here to say that in the last four years, you've seen an administration that didn't exactly embrace the sciences, to say the least. Um, how, how might the U.S. election results reshape the short and long-term life sciences sector for us? Well, um, that's a really hard question to answer. Um, it's mm -hmm. such an interesting time in the U.S. right now. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm pleased to see that already a, a task force for COVID-19 has been put together or is in the process of being put together. All indications are that um, they're gonna lead with science and they're gonna use science as a basis of, of fact in decision-making and policy-making. And of course, it would be no great surprise that I think that that's a good thing. Um, you know, I don't know, um, I don't see it, I, I see it, if anything, just being a benefit you know, the general population doesn't need to be hearing mixed messages from different leaders around the world on what to do with COVID-19. Is it real? Is it not real? Should I wear a mask? Should I not wear a mask? It's just, it's not helpful to the general population. This has been going on for a long time. We, people are doing their best and we need to stand together to, to support people and, you know, work together to try and make sure that everybody has what they need. Yeah, you're sounding an altruistic note, but I would also wonder whether uh, the resurgence of, uh, of an administration that actually focuses upon 
science and evidence-based work is going to also maybe perhaps compete for the talent that we've been able to muster here in the last couple of years in particular and some of the investment here. Is, is that any kind of a concern? You know, I, at the end of the day, investment follows good science. Mm. People aren't investing in British Columbia necessarily because they're choosing to invest here. They're choosing to invest in the innovation and world-class science that we have. So um, yes, it's been a challenging time over the last four years, but I, I personally haven't talked to somebody. I have a, I've talked to a lot of people that have said, wow, I might move to Canada if, you know, this person gets reelected. But I've yet to actually find somebody that has actually done that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, sure, I mean, competition is not bad. Competition is what makes us better. Yeah. And if anything, if we can get more collaboration in our scientific discovery and development, that would be a good thing. Yeah. Last area. And of course, it's closer to home. We've had our own election. We have now a government that's a majority government that's going to basically have a, a four year term to lay out and deal, of course, with the pandemic to begin with, but obviously has to take a longer term view. What is Life Sciences BC looking for now with the provincial government as it settles in for its term? Well, um, I'm looking forward to partnering with um with the government to try and develop a longer term framework for growing the life sciences sector, both for the reasons I've already said, both for the economic competitiveness and the recovery of the province, but also to ensure that we can work together in, in having a safe, reliable, effective, cost, cost effective um, healthcare system. So I think we have a lot of opportunities to collaborate. I would love to see the BC government come out with an innovation agenda. It's obvious they've got competing forces with the economic recovery, but we also have to be thinking about our economic competitiveness and supporting businesses evolve through this pandemic. Nobody has a crystal ball, but the business there are some businesses and industries that are just not going to be the same as they were prior to the pandemic. And so that support needs to happen, but we need to ensure that we are looking ahead as challenging as it is get ensure people are getting trained into the roles that are going to be competitive in the future ensure that we continue to think about our economic recovery and our competitiveness globally so that we can attract capital employ people with good jobs and ensure that we can maintain the life that we're all hoping to live in british columbia yeah. So an innovation agenda is critically important. The other thing is, is that we have infrastructure challenges, as I've already mentioned. We are critically short of labs and we're starting to lose companies to go to other jurisdictions in order to continue their research because they can't find lab space here. Yeah. Um, follow up with, with one question on that one, which is, are you worried that in, in this rush toward uh, fighting the pandemic and the research that's taking place, the development of a lot of products and technologies, that there, there might be other things that are, are vulnerable to being lost here as we are, are going through all of this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think it's not an, it's a difficult task if you're sitting in, you know, in, a, in the government right now to figure out what percentage do I put towards recovery and the immediate needs and what percentage of my investment of time and resources do I put to to ensuring that we're maintaining a very competitive environment. Um, so that's a balance that we want to work with them on and partner with them. There was a number of work that was happening prior to COVID hitting 
around developing a strategic framework for the life sciences sector moving forward and for the broader innovation sector. So clean tech as well and, and general technology. So there is, we have, a, we have amazing assets in British Columbia that we can leverage. So I look forward to partnering with them to work to develop some form of a cluster strategy that will continue to grow uh, the life sciences sector for everybody's benefit. Well, come back often and talk to us on the podcast about uh, the progress, maybe sometimes the lack of progress if you're a little <laughs> bit upset um, with all of this. But Wendy, it's good talking to you today. Thank you very much, Kirk. Wendy Herbert is the president and the CEO of Life Sciences BC. I'm Kirk LaPointe, publisher and editor-in-chief of Business in Vancouver. We'll see you again on BIB today.